Every episode of The Angry Chicken is made possible by our amazing patrons over at patreon.com slash tack. For more of Jocelyn's content, check out jossplays.com. And if you can't get enough of Ridiculous Hat, follow him over on Twitter at Ridiculous Hat. The Angry Chicken is a production of A-Move TV. Time's up. Let's do this. You smell like a leopardome! I knew it! So hot! A podcast about Hearthstone and Battlegrounds. This is The Angry Chicken! And welcome to the Angry Chicken. I'm your host Jocelyn, and joining me, as always, is my co-host Ridiculous Hat. Welcome, Hat. Are you excited about all the reveals we've had this week? Yes, I like cards. It's fun. <laughs> that is the least excited voice I have ever heard. Hat, are you excited? Yes. <laughs> We're recording this at like at five ish in the afternoon. Joss has just gotten off work. I was working from home today. Uh, I still have a cup of coffee on my desk that I have not finished yet. So, uh, like, I am a I am a nocturnal adjacent creature. I go full nocturnal when I don't have a job to work for, which is not good for anybody. So, this is still <laughs> my morning ish. Ah, late I morning. See, I see. Even though it's you know, like five ish, it's my morning. I was gonna say, even though I've worked an entire day, can relate. <laughs> I very specifically was gonna make a coffee, and then I'm like, I can't make a coffee and have it at five o'clock at night. <laughs> but you could, and you would. But I could go to sleep at your normal time and sleep just fine. It would not keep That's you true. awake later. But yes, <laughs> never ever. I'm excited. We're recording this on Monday because of the American Thanksgiving holiday. Jocelyn conveniently had her Thanksgiving on a weekend, which really fits a lot better into our podcasting schedule. But here in the States, we just do what we want. So um, we're recording on Monday, but we still have quite a few cards to get through. So it is kind of nice being freed from talking card by card because they just we can talk about the packages the way they reveal them. And it, it feels feels better for content and just nicer. Yeah, I was thinking about this before we were doing the show, actually, and I think there's another piece of this that we got this expansion specifically that I don't know if we're going to get again, but I kind of hope we do. The fact that we had all the neutrals because of the Death Knight showcase, having all the neutrals ahead of time, then like when the class reveals come out and especially because they're in packages, it feels like you can a lot more accurately figure out how that package is going to fit into the class because you know all the neutral tools you're going to have. So then you can just say, okay, yes, I see what this token package or this spell package is trying to do. And it's going to be supported by XYZ. Like there's no other big question marks. If you're assuming that all the packages are all of the cards that are going to follow that theme, then you don't even have to wait for the rest of the class cards, right? So it makes it so that it feels like you can evaluate cards a whole lot better. And and having all the neutrals because of the Death Knight Showcase, I think, makes a big difference as well. So I kind of hope, like, there's never, outside of the legendaries, there's never too many crazy neutrals. I kind of hope that they maybe do uh, the neutral legendary. Well, yeah, I know, I know. Or, or um, creep 
for it's yeah i know there's some that would beg to differ <laughs> uh but yeah i kind of hope that like from now on the way that they do reveals is like here's our crazy wild neutral legendaries and then everything else and then all of the class reveals have a lot of context to them um so I, that's that's my hope anyways because i've really enjoyed uh the way that this reveal season has gone yeah i mean to take what you said and make it as dense as possible, I like that after each reveal I can go build a deck and not feel like an idiot. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I build decks all the time and feel like an idiot, so that feeling never goes away from me, but... <laughs> it's no longer someone else's fault. Now it's yes. like we can own it completely. <laughs> we can own our idi- idiocracy? Id- idiocy? <laughs> it's keep on owning it over there, Joss. We got it. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man. Okay. Well, let's. It's been a long five o'clock. It's neither yeah. of us are awake it's been yet. A somehow long day already. <laughs> yeah. Let's get in. Why don't we get into the news? Why don't we just jump in there? Yeah. Let's take a second to thank our patrons before right. we do that over at Patreon. They're more important than the news. They are way more important. They are the most important because we are supported by them. You can become a TAC patron by going to patreoncom tac Becoming a patron gives you access to our awesome Discord server, as well as, you know, sometimes some little extra stuff. Uh, as I mentioned last week, our little extra stuff of the uh, Marvel Snap podcast, the bonus episode that we did, is now up on the main feed. But patrons did get access to that a couple of weeks earlier. So if that sounds like something cool that you might like, then uh, head on over to patreon.com slash tack. Now, let's get into the news. Good news, everyone. Our news is just cards. <laughs> I feel like we need to make a bumper for just cards, even if it's just me and or hat saying just cards because <laughs> there's just no news at all right now other than that. <laughs> yeah, it's this is the so for American companies, for those of you that that are in America, you already know the idea. But for those of you that aren't, if anything doesn't happen by about November 15th, it's not happening like it just isn't until the new year. So this time of year is going to be hype, card reveals, that sort of thing. But otherwise, major events, other changes, new projects are not going to start anytime soon. And even if they do, we won't hear about them until after the new year. So it's just cards, which are scheduled to run through Thanksgiving weekend. And then it's uh, waiting for the theory crafting announcement whenever those streams are going to be because it hasn't come out yet. And then it's the new set. When do we have our finals, like our esports final stuff? So there is a, that is actually a small piece of news that I totally forgot about. Okay. So <laughs> Worlds is December 16th to 18th. In addition. That's so late. Yes. Well, it's when it was last year, right? It's about the same. Um, I mean, remember they nerfed the Monday after the 21st because they had that right. window. Right. It's so, all coming back to me now. It's going to be different this year because... Aleko on Twitter, the lead uh, final balance designer, said, hey, we hear you talking about Rennie and Denny. We have a close eye on them. And if there is a problem, we will step in quickly. And Pasco, who's competing at Worlds, responded, well, Worlds is December 16th, so when would you nerf? And Aleko responded with, I can't give an exact date, but at least five days before that. So the set comes out the 6th. They're probably not nerfing on the 6th. The day after is the 7th. I imagine they'll need more than one day. So the 8th, the 9th, or the weekend of 10th or 11th. It's one of those four days. 
if they need to nerf quickly. It won't be like the Demon Hunter server side nerf. For those of you that were around for that, you remember it was extremely disruptive to everybody, including the team. Caused a lot of problems that they just had to deal with. I don't see anything in DK that's going to be on that level, but it seems like the team is lined up to ship a patch really, really fast if they need to. To make sure the world's competitors have time and to make sure the first full weekend of DK is not just Rennie and Denny. Yeah. Which which is really good, and I'm glad that at least and and I hope that all that that information went out to all competitors and everyone's aware um, that there there could be potential changes to uh, to those cards and those decks specifically. Um, but yeah, it's it's good to know that they're it's on their radar and that Worlds is on their radar as well because I know that esports and we've had this conversation multiple times this year, but I know that esports is a marketing tool for the game. But at the same time, this is your world championship. There's a lot of money on the line. Like this isn't um, a master's tour event or even a seasonal championship. Like this is your world championships is kind of your flagship event for the year. The last thing that you want to do is like undermine the competitive integrity of, of that event specifically, I would think. So, I mean, like, it's good that we're getting the information now that, you know, they know when Worlds is. Obviously, they know when Worlds is. They know when their patches are, or potential patches are coming and they're able to give that information to competitors. And and I'm also glad that uh, they are aware of that issue specifically and that we're not going to get, you know, just Denathrius Death Knights um, or potentially not going to get Denathrius Death Knights uh, for every deck at Worlds. <laughs> Yeah, and also for every deck on ladder, and we talked about this a bunch. I don't know if they're going to be balanced outliers, but I don't think that people care, and I don't know if I care either. I just, I'm planning on playing decks that go faster than this, but if I can't, and this is all of them, then I will be annoyed, um, mm -hmm. even if it's not too powerful. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, so let's talk about some of the things that we might do, <laughs> whether yeah. they have uh, Rennie and Denny or not. Uh, because, yeah, we do have a lot of cards that have come out since uh, our last episode. And, and even then, it was like, I was a little bit worried because it was over the weekend, right? So I was like, there's probably not that many things that we're going to get. Oh, guys, we got so many things. <laughs> so many things. Um, so let's start by talking about druid so druid got this kind of like um totemy package or totem token package <laughs> and uh that kind of uh started with so there were a few of these cards that were actually revealed through the uh death knight showcase because they were randomly generated but um we did have kind of four that were all shown together so Elder uh, Nadox, 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 nailing it. Nadox, maybe. Yeah, Nate. Yeah, that's probably right. Um, is a five mana five four undead druid legendary minion uh, with battle cry destroy a friendly undead. Your minions gain its attack, and that's destroying your minions and doing something to all of your others is kind of um, what this package is all about. Um, we also got Naru. Oh, no, wait, we'd already seen Nerubian Flyer. Uh, Wither was also new. Uh, two mana epic spell. Choose a minion. Each of your friendly undead steals one attack and one health from it. Uh, we also got Unending Swarm, which is a six mana common. Resurrect all friendly minions that cost two or less. So again, very tokeny, very swarmy. 
Um, and then we also got Lingering Zombie, which is one mana, one one with a death rattle, summon a one one disarmed zombie. That zombie just has to have no arms. If it has arms, I'm going to be so upset. Uh, and then with the death rattle, summon a one one zombie. So it's basically three one ones in one. <laughs> it's possessed villager, but the ghost is also possessed. Yeah. <laughs> it's inception possession. There's just there's there's a lot of one ones in there. Yeah. Uh, so so all together, there is a kind of a, this whole make a lot of little guys, buff them up in some way or another, and then bring them all back again for six mana. <laughs> yeah. And unending swarm is interesting because it this unending swarm does not say undead. Just any yes. minion that costs two or less. I think on Ending Swarm, people are going to do funky things with it that I don't know what they are yet, but I'm looking forward to it because it's a very open-ended card. I've already heard people saying this is, if you play a scale of Anixia, you play an Ending Swarm, you get all seven of those whelps back. It's another scale. So having four scales of Anixia is probably pretty good. That's just one use case of it. Uh, you know, it can be used as refill in an aggro deck. I mean, I love that people look at this card and instantly think of that. But at the same time, I feel like that is the most boring like <laughs> use of this card ever. <laughs> like, hey, for one mana cheaper, I want to do that thing that I'm already doing. Oh, gross, boring. <laughs> do but something at least, new. <laughs> but at least there are options, right? Like it's a card that gives that kind of options. Something that we talked about all year is package love design. And we still have some of that. But when you look at a card like Unending Swarm, if you were the kind of person that loves building decks, you can do something with this that's different. You can do your own thing with it. If there's like any kind of cheap spell damage, I haven't looked into it, but if you had it, uh, a cheap spell damage minion of some sort, and you brought back a bunch of spell damage. I wonder if that's the sort of thing that you could do to build your own Maligos. Probably not, but I wonder if you could. It's But maybe. I'm not a deck builder, but the people that are, this seems like the sort of card where you can dig into options and it at least seems a bit more interesting. Like it's you're you're if you're playing Wither, you're probably in an undead deck that cares about board presence. That's not really the kind of card that you can be flexible about. Something like Nerubian Flyer, maybe you have a, some less undead, but. Yeah, you kind of, you need a few different undead minions in order to make that removal better, right? So it takes each, each of your undead minions steals one attack and one health from the target of Wither. So that's going to get better and better and better the more undeads you have on your board. So we already talked about Nerubian Flyer, which is the two mana, two, three undead for, for druids. They also have Lingering Zombie that we just talked about with the one mana, one, one. But then, yeah, there, there's going to be neutrals that you can pull from, as well as a whole bunch of stuff that will have gotten the undead tag kind of um, retroactively since they've introduced undead. So there there might be some cool combos you can pull off there and uh, and do like an undead druid deck, which I love that they are like leaning into this undead like these undead themes now, right? Like they have a tag. They seem to be at least in a few classes really taking advantage of it. Yeah, it's the undead neutrals that we have so far. I'm not sure if they're better than what we're already doing with nature spells in aggro druid, but I'm not sure it has to be the mm -hmm. same kind of deck. And elder nadox, I know everyone's thinking about, you know, you're playing a swarm deck and you play nadox to give plus two attack or whatever. What if there's just some big undead that you can make happen? in the other five unrevealed druid cards, and you just plop it down there and you end up hit, like, plus five attack or whatever to all of your stuff. If you have an invincible down, 
right? If you end up with an invincible down and then you nadox invincible, that's a lot of damage. That's a large amount of damage. So I wonder if that kind of thing ever ends up happening. There's a there's a an undead giant, isn't there? Uh, in DK. Oh, in DK, oh, they get yes. all the cool stuff. <laughs> it's it's corpse related, and we do not have any spendable corpses in druid unfortunately correct <laughs> yeah but also like and you could use minion buffs to buff a friendly undead minion and then eat it after there's some flexibility here there's something here i'm curious to explore it um it doesn't seem like it's immediately better than what we're already doing but also i don't want a set to look immediately better than what we're already doing because that's called power creep and this looks more <laughs> like decisions and consideration and maybe the the best thing won't be obvious right away and i'm about that Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I also like being given different play styles. So, like, it sounds like there is a potential for, you know, like some undead type deck that does board swarmy things. And then, you know, you almost, it almost, the Elder Nadox just seems like bloodlusty to me, right? Like, you're destroying one of your minions to give its attack to everything else. If you've got a board full of minions, then, you know, that's that's going to be a significant amount of damage and and maybe enough to be a finisher. Like, it sounds really cool. So if you're wanting to be a little bit more aggressive, but you're tired of playing the way that Druid has played aggressively, then maybe this undead, you know, that caps out at Elder Nadox, maybe that's the kind of deck that you want to give a try on day one. So I think this is really cool. I like this this undead kind of destroy, bring back package very much from Druid. Yep, it's... uh it'll feel a little different like i'm I'm not looking at the neutrals and seeing a corridor creeper in there but also i don't want to see a corridor creeper i want to see yeah. <laughs> cards that are reasonable but that i think about and it's okay if they're not good enough because i want to at least try it and they might be good enough uh so we also got another package reveal this time for mage this came from friend of the show language hacker so grats on this awesome package reveal um so basically before i tell you all the cards because many of them reference arcane bolts i'm going to explain what that is first um so arcane bolts are one mana common arcane spells that deal two damage they have mana thirst on them of eight which is very high, (laughs) Uh, where they will deal three damage instead of two. So uh, with that knowledge now, (laughs) let's look at the mage reveals. So uh, first of all, we have the legendary, which is uh, Vexalus. (laughs) Vexalus. Man, oh man, I cannot wrap my tongue around these fantasy names today. It's just not happening. <laughs> I don't know if it's Vexalus or Vexalus, but I like Vexalus. Vexalus. Okay. Uh, five mana, three, five elemental for mage, legendary. Uh, your arcane spells cast twice. It's an effect. It is not a battle cry. Uh, they also got arcane worm, which is a one, two, uh, one mana, one, two, with a battle cry, add an arcane bolt to your hand. We also got Arc Splitter, which is a three mana, three, two with a death rattle. Add two arcane bolts to your hand. And then we also got Magister's Apprentice, which is a two mana, three, two. Your arcane spells cost one less. Lots pew, of arcane pew, shenanigans. Pew, pew, pew. Yeah, so many pews. Like, so many pews. <laughs> it's so... The thing that gives me a little hope that maybe we won't be too worried about Denny is that maybe other classes will have ways within their class to win a game. Uh, That would be nice. 
I was going to say, yeah, this just feels like, I mean, just so many arcane bolts. You can get arcane bolts for free. Like there's just all kinds of stuff going on here. You've got casting twice with the legendary. I just, Wolfman, this seems like a really powerful package that could potentially end games long before we're getting denathriased by Death Knights. <laughs> well, two turns before, because Manthirst 8 is kind of a hard limiter there. If you want to do the huge, huge damage with the Arcane Bolts, like, you can have them deal two well, damage twice or whatever. Well, it's because it deals less. It's less damage. <laughs> like, I want to do more damage, not less damage. But if you get spell damage going, then you might not even need to, to go till turn 8. I imagine that turn 7 is probably where we're looking at here at the absolute earliest, because that's the turn you can Vex Alice and Apprentice. Maybe you get some spell mm. damage going with, like, Eggwin or something if you live the dream. And that makes me think about, could this fit in a tempo show? Could this fit in something where I'm playing one mana minions? I'm playing Vicious Slitherspear is kind of like a mana worm if you look at it sideways. Uh, maybe we're doing <laughs> a minion-based tempo mage again for the first time in a long time. Um, maybe we can squeeze this in a Naga mage. Maybe you can fit this in a Ping mage or a Spooky mage. It's, it's not that many cards. But it's enough that you really start to think about, what am I doing? And there are a lot of different ways to pair this with other stuff. And it's not super fast, but if it's not disrupted and you don't kill them, they will kill you. You will get bolted to the face a lot of times. I feel like I want to put this in a ping mage. I feel like that works for me because I want to be doing I want to be doing damage I want to be aggressive I want to be using my hero power and and kind of adding that up so that if for some reason I don't get enough arcane bolts or I you know whatever like I could potentially just uh, you know I have the other finisher of um oh what's his face with the guitar Mordrish uh, uh, Mordrish <laughs> you know the guitar move the murder everyone <laughs> yes the old guitar murder. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I feel like... No. <laughs> Terrible. Um, I feel like those two might go quite well together. I feel like you do probably two things. Like, so, like, Spooky Mage with Ping goes well together. I feel like you could do Arcane Ping. You could probably do Arcane Spooky. I wouldn't want to try to do all three. So... This, again, gives you more options for if you're tired of, of being spooky and you've been spooky for a whole expansion now, maybe you want to be over. arcane. Yeah, maybe you want to give it up and be sparkly arcane instead because it's coming up on Christmas time. It's it's possible. Yeah. Merry Christmas. I got you a bunch of face damage. <laughs> you know, I mean, work on me. I know that's what you want for Christmas, obviously. It is. Yeah. <laughs> This is more like a, a Hanukkah of arcane bolts because the Manthurst date is like it's for each night. I get oh, the, there you go. Right? <laughs> Love it. Uh, Warrior also had a bunch of cards revealed. I guess uh, they there were eight revealed, I think, since the last show. And we now have all Warrior cards. So we know exactly what their class is doing. So they're doing some fire stuff, which is kind of wild. But also I really love <laughs> It's unexpected. This entire set is, I didn't expect that, but I'm here for it. Oh, I didn't see that coming, but I'll do that. It's, uh, there are a lot of class mechanics there. Like, clearly DK is the new thing they expect every everyone to do. But if you're not going to do D DK, they're like, all right, well, you're going to need some novelty in whatever class you're doing. I don't know. Set Warrior on fire and see what happens. 
<laughs> so yeah, like um, fiery phoenix stuff is very, very blood elfy. So I, I kind of understand because warrior is one of the classes that is aligned on the Manather side of things, on the Kalphalos side of things versus the DK Arthas side of things with all their shenanigans. So they did do the split the classes in half thing again with this expansion. Uh, so I like that they've brought so much like blood elven fa- flavor to the classes that are aligned with that kind of blood elf spell stuff. Uh, so the fiery things that they're doing, we should probably start with the legendary because I feel like the, it kind of revolves around this. So Thori Balor is, and I probably said that completely wrong. Uh, four mana, four, four elemental Wait, for warrior. I, I think you said it correctly, but also Thori Balori just sounds like a nickname you give someone in middle school. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> like you can hear them saying that in the bus out the window, right? Story, yeah. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> it's gonna somehow be stuck in my head now, and I'm not gonna yeah. be able to remember how to say the card name correctly. Um, I'm sorry about a four that. Four. Oh god! All right, Matt. I'm waking up now. I'm waking up now. It's okay. <laughs> I can tell your coffee is kicking in because you were just puns everywhere. Uh, four mana, four four elemental rush with the death rattle of go dormant. Cast a fire spell to revive Thori Balori. Just say Thori. Just say Thori. <laughs> okay, Thori. Uh, and it revives two times. So there is a limit on the number of times that your phoenix can come back, which is kind of interesting because we've never seen that limit before. Have we on a, on a dormant card? Something that like goes to sleep and comes back again? It's... I don't think we've had this particular implementation but i think it's probably a good idea here even though we don't have a lot of fire spells right now we have enough that if one fire spell is not a huge ask and so this it's kind of along the lines of like a scion of ruin remember that from galakrond where it was the three Mm -hmm. two that if you'd invoke twice it made two copies of itself that ended up getting nerfed to four and was totally fine the the dream here is like you play this, attack something, fire spell, attack something, fire spell, attack something, and there's another fire spell that will theoretically cost zero at that point. If this came back forever, it would be potentially uh, unpleasant. We'll see if it ends up being too much, but I think three times like it's a nice sweet spot to at least try out. Well, and it's very Phoenixy, right? Yeah, the, yeah. We've any other iterations of Phoenixes that we've seen tend to have three, not infinity <laughs> alar i think was technically infinite but in reality was zero times because they just killed the egg <laughs> oh poor alar uh so the fire spell support we're getting so we saw uh embers of strength which is uh the two mana i think we talked about this like uh, this was one of the reveal um cards i believe um, so it was, it's a two mana fire spell for warrior summon two, one, two guards with taunt mana thirst, give them plus one plus two. Um, so again, that's once you have six mana crystals available, they get a, they become two fours instead of one twos. Uh, we also got a four mana rare spell called sunfire smithing, which is equip a four, two sword, give a random minion in your hand plus four plus two. 
We got Blazing Power, which is two mana common. Give a minion plus one plus one and repeat for every damage friendly character. And finally, we got Light of the Phoenix, which is a four mana common, uh, again, fire spell. Draw two cards, cost one less for each damaged friendly character. Card I drop. feel like we're going to see Thori with Light of the Phoenix often. <laughs> it's, they're, they're very thematically connected. Um, and so... I know you mentioned that that you were drawn to the legendary. I am drawn to the epic here, Sun Fury Champion. My buddy Catharsis came up with a pun for this that I can't not say. Uh, Crispy Skipper. <laughs> That's actually really good. It's really good, That's right? really, really good. It, it is a good enough pun that I want to make sure I credit whoever came up with it because I don't want it being associated with me. As I'm perpetuating, but I am not the pretender here. Um, so w- this is... It's not a fire deck, it's fire stuff, but Enrage Warrior is pretty happy about this. Because Risky yeah. Skipper, you could not run it out on one. You didn't want to. It was a board clear that activated your stuff, but it was not a one drop. We are fine with Champion on one. Embers of Strength, two mana, summon two, one two, guard to taunt. If you play that on turn two after a turn one champion, you have a one two that's damaged and two one ones that are damaged. And the next turn you imbued Axe, it's a lot of stats. Your Light of the Phoenix would cost one. If you do turn two Anima Extractor, turn three Champion Embers, that's four hand buffs and your Light of the Phoenix is free. I have to imagine there's something there and we already want to play Blazing Power. Blazing Power, give a minion plus one plus one repeat for each damage friendly character. First of all, it includes a base plus one plus one. Second of all, it counts your own face. So if your face is My face is always damaged. Right, especially (laughs) in Enrage Warrior. So that means if you have two damage minion and your hero has taken damage, this is two mana Blessing of Kings. That's not very much mana for a Blessing of Kings. And Rage Warrior was already pretty decent. It got a good one drop, a draw spell, a buffer, and you take out things like Injured Tolvir and Beaming Sidekick. I think mm. the deck looks pretty solid there. And that's not a fire deck. It's an existing deck that we know works. It loses Animated Berserker, but it, it gains a repeated Whirlwind effect. I'm looking forward to trying that, and I expect there to be some juice there. I expect there to be something to it. Um, I'm not sure what the larger fire decks will look like. Sunfire Smithing, it's a weird card because it has to be a fire spell, even though it's really just a weapon with a battle cry, but it has to be a fire spell. So it gives you a 4-2 and buffs your hand, plus 4, plus 2. Imagine you throw that on a Charge Warrior minion, right? Throw that on a Galvangar or a Mr. Smite or something, and then you use that with Forged in Flame, Draw four cards. There's a lot going on here. It's interesting. <laughs> that that is a lot going on, <laughs> and and I think you're right. This is another one of those that kind of like fits in with what they're already doing and makes a potential archetype stronger, um, as opposed to being a thing all of its own. Um, I think that like obviously there's enough support here firewise to make the legendary go, but yeah, like you, I don't think you ever like they're not build around cards really. Like this isn't like the the skeleton. Well, I guess it is kind of like the skeleton package in Mage. There's no Kelthazad. There's no thing that wins the yeah. game if you do a bunch of fire stuff. There's a bunch of like yeah fire support. Right. It's it's all it's things that you do around whatever you're already doing, but it's putting all the fire cards in your deck and then saying, I'm going to go win games. With my fire deck is not what's going to happen here. There's no yeah. high end payoff. It's just it's a shell that you can build around. You can use with stuff. 
we also saw some some kind of like spell spelly related stuff. <laughs> so, um, it, but not necessarily like it, it wasn't as like packagey. I think as the fire stuff. Like the fire stuff was very clearly meant to all go together, and then we kind of got some other warrior stuff. Uh, so we got Asvidon the Grand Shield, which is the other warrior legend. Three mana, three three battle cry has to copy of the last spell your opponent played. This seems like could be insane, but I don't like, I don't know this one. I like it, but I don't know what like control warrior, I guess is where I would throw this in. Like it's, it's one of those things that I'm like, this could be amazing. Imagine all the amulets and the runes of the Archmage I can copy. <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't do anything by itself, but a 3-3 yeah. and the thing your opponent last did when you want is obviously a good rate. Uh, if they play a Dragonfire Amulet or something, and then you'd go Brawl Asvidon, it's probably pretty good. Probably solid. Um, Rune of the Archmages, uh, like, obviously people talk about it because it's a, it's a big spell revealed <laughs> by handsome people, um, but it's... Uh, <laughs> Well, and you see it pretty often, or at least I do. <laughs> yeah, but you don't, like, Rune is a removal spell. It's use it to kill stuff and draw cards. You don't want to cast that proactively because it's it kills stuff and draws cards. It is not something that you use to develop a board. Like, you can maybe swing and get a couple things that are decent, but it's not what you're looking for. So it's hard to evaluate, but the other warrior stuff is kind of shapeless value and disruption and what control warrior is looking to do in some world like i don't think that control warrior can exist while renathal still exists because if you want to make your deck incredibly threat dense you can right now but cards like asvidon cards like disruptive spellbreaker five mana four five epic at the end of your turn your opponent discards a spell this happens every turn including the first turn that you play it these are the kind of things that attrition gamers like to do where if you're playing Call to the Stand, which came out in Mond, sort of the mini set, it, it one mana spell that yanks a minion out of your opponent's hand, you're just pulling stuff out of their hand and killing it and saying, no, 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 we're playing on my terms. And Asvidon is another way to do that. And the, the other cards that we see in Warrior, in particular, Last Stand, four mana spell, draw, taunt, minion, double its stats. That's kind of your how you say, all right, we're, we're going to press pause on this game. We're going to press pause and slow things down. Because last stand, you're going to run a couple specific targets. Um, in this set, you've got Silver Fury Stalwart, which is a 4-8 taunt rush, can't be targeted by spells or hero powers. There are lots of ways to kill this. But it's still, if you double that, 8-16 taunt rush can't be targeted by spells or hero powers. Like, that's annoying, at least. At the very least. Yeah, <laughs> at six uh, mana? <laughs> and there's also, if you remember from back in the Barrens, the dream here is Morshan Elite. The five mana four four after you if you've attacked this turn as a battle cry make a copy of this so the dream is to have a weapon equipped in the first few turns last stand on four swing motion on five two eight eight taunts that's gonna slow the game down or maybe end it i don't know it's two eight it's like again there are ways to deal with it but not everyone has those and sometimes they get hit for 16 twice and the game is over i'm not sure if it's good enough but it's worth at least thinking about and talking about yeah the silver fury is one that i i kind of looked at and thought that that combined with last stand would be just 
so annoying. I'm like thinking of all the decks that I've been playing and I'm like, if a warrior puts down an 816 that can't be targeted on turn six, like what am I even going to do about that? And the answer is bottom right. <laughs> so, I mean, like I, I think it's a it's a pretty powerful combination and you've highlighted a couple of other really interesting ones. So I think Warrior has some some good tools now to go with both of their existing archetypes, both the Enrage and the Control. Um, so yeah, everyone's getting more tools and I think that that's good again to give you a slightly different way or a slightly higher power level to do what you're already doing. Um, and I think that this is going to work out well. I think we're going to see quite a lot of these, um, the cards from this expansion included into, into decks. Any final warrior thoughts? People will for sure try this stuff out. Like I still have serious doubts about any kind of control warrior attrition deck working in a Renathal world. That card single-handedly, like, people like the idea of surviving longer with it, but it's not to add more answers to your deck, it's to add more threats. And in a world where 40-card decks just have beef for days, you're not going to be able to kick, keep up with any attrition deck that you bring. So I don't <laughs> think these cards solve that, but they at least give elements of something that I'd be curious to see explored, especially if Renathal was made weaker. Uh, we also actually just, like, breaking news right before the show, got a bunch of Demon Hunter cards. Um, so we've kind of got a, they're doing some outcasty things. They're doing some decks with no minion things. The, the demon hunter cards are, are looking kind of interesting, which I know the fact that those words are coming out of my mouth is wild, but, uh, I do think that the, the no minions specifically is really, really kind of cool. The, so we saw deal with the devil on the first day of the expansion, uh, the first announcement Overwhelming day, 38 cards, just scrolling through his like, if your deck has no minions, that looks weird. I'm sure they'll do something with it, whatever. <laughs> um, and then today, the reveal of Soul Eater's side, this card is rad. Tell us what it does. Tell us. Okay, so Soul Eater's Scythe is a 4-mana four 4-2 four weapon, legendary weapon for Demon Hunter. At the start of the game, consume three different minions in your deck and leave behind souls that discover them. So I'm assuming, and you know, like you guys know me, I, I never watch the reveal videos. I always just look at the card catalog on the official site. So uh, apologies if the way this works was already revealed. But uh, in, in my head anyways, when I read this card, what I think is, so at the beginning, it's going to consume three different minions. I'm not going to get a choice of that. It's just going to say these three minions are gone from your deck. So when I'm building my deck, I think what I would want to do is put three minions in that I really, really, really want, but that won't deactivate or like soul eater psych makes it makes it so that all of my no minion cards will not be deactivated because they're going to be a spell in my deck instead. And when I draw the soul, I will be able to play the soul and discover, um, I guess the first time I discover it'll give me all three minions. And then the second time two minions. And then the final time it's not really a discover because there's only one more minion left. So, Start of the game. Find three minions with different name, different names inside your deck. Right. So if I have two, if I have two copies of something, then that doesn't count. It should not see the second copy because it says different right, okay. pretty explicitly. Yes. It doesn't want you okay. just doing a one of and two two ofs to make your deck more consistent at hitting a certain curve. 
it wants you to right. get big splashy things. So take three minions with different names out of your deck, throw them in a bag, and then shuffle in three one mana spells that says look in the bag. You take something out of the bag, it's not in there anymore. You have it now. So it's you can't you can't have Jace thrown in and then get three Jaces. Doesn't work. He only right. has one soul. You don't get to like <laughs> triplicate souls in there. Before we go any further, I'm sending you this in Discord. I want you to look at the animation for the scythe. I want you to look at it. Oh, that's pretty neat. Right? The the at the start of the game, the scythe pops up, it shows you the minions, and this like glowing green scythe just like sweeps over them and whoosh, cuts them and Makes turns them into souls. the bound souls. It's really rad. That's so cool. Yeah. Um, I don't know if your opponent gets to see the cards, but I I know that we do. Um, I'm guessing they don't get to see the specifics. They probably see face down cards. Yeah, that's interesting. I'm not sure if they would, because I mean, like when, say, Renathal, which is another start of game effect, like he pops up on both sides and, you know, does his thing and fixes the health and whatever. But that doesn't involve any deck information you know like all you know is that renathal is in the deck so you don't actually like he doesn't interact with cards in any way like the cards of your deck in any way so yeah i don't remember i i don't think you will see the information that was in the deck like it's you see the start of game effects but i don't think you'll see the cards as the opponent we don't know yet but that would be my guess yeah yeah um but it's really really Fun. and the the payoff of a no minion deck starts to look more appealing because it doesn't have to be absolutely no minions we've done that before we've seen that before in hunter many moons ago and it was kind of cool but this is a different very demon huntery take on it and also for those of you hand disruption haters out there this is patchwork resistant mutinous resistant theo resistant you leave the minions in the bag even if they steal one of the souls you still have two more you can get what you need to get and also on turn nine, you just play the spell in Jace, and they can't eat that with Patchwork or Mutinous because they never get to see the minion in your hand. Mm. Yeah, that's, yeah. Again, like, I I can't believe that I'm thinking Demon Hunter sounds cool. Ah. But it's, <laughs> so, did you like the Roctolar, like, to my side Hunter deck back in the day? The the Secret Hunter? Yes. With the, yeah. Yeah. This feels kind of, we have a Hunter Spellstone. We have a five mana spell that makes three threes. It's very much like the old Hunter Spellstone. And we've got a couple other... So that's Deal with the Devil. That was the day one card. Five mana, summon two, three, three Fell Fiends with Lifesteal. If your deck has no minions, summon another. It's a Fell spell. And we've got two others that we've seen so far. Mark of Scorn, two mana spell, draw a card. If it's not a minion, deal three damage to the lowest health enemy. Yes, this can go face. And then Valdore Warband. Four mana, deal four damage. If your deck has no minions, summon four, one, one Illidar with Rush. This card's bananas. This card's ridiculous. Yeah. This is so good. It's like it it's like swipe. <laughs> it's 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 kind of swipe. It's kind of Gormok the Impaler with no condition if you remember him, but it also the tokens have rush. And if you run Zymox as one of your three minions, you put him in hand earlier on turn 5 and play this, you have infused him four of the five times. Cuz there are a lot of demon hunter token generating spells. So if you're playing relics, you can do phantasms and one Feldore Warband and you're done. And it's infused mm-hmm. on curve on turn eight. That's crazy. Um, so if I want to be a demon hunter, but I want to play minions, then we're looking more at this outcast package that we got, right? So we got the fierce outsider, which is a one mana two one rush, which if you outcast it, your next outcast card costs one less. 
So a little bit of mana cheat there. Uh, we also got a seven mana five five vengeful walloper, which has rush and costs one less for each outcast card you've played this game. So a little bit of a later game, later game payoff. We've got a two mana two three wretched exile. After you play an outcast card, add a random outcast card to your hand. And then finally, we got uh, Felerin the Forgotten, a four mana three three legendary demon hunter minion. Battlecry, add a random outcast card to the left and right sides of your hand, and they cost two less. So he gives you outcast cards in the spots they need to be, <laughs> and they're cheaper. Correct. <laughs> yes. And Felerin, you don't need to be in an outcast deck to play him. He just he gives you two cards yeah, and four he just mana. Does a thing. Yeah. Yeah. The other stuff like. Were you expecting anything close to Outcast Matters? Because I sure wasn't. I feel like it's been kind of a while because they've been doing like felly things that like and Outcast hasn't been so central, I guess. Like technically it's like Overload and Shaman. Technically it's their class mechanic, but it hasn't really seemed to be like a central build around thing you want to do with a payoff. Like the Vengeful Walloper, the 5-5 the five five for 7 that costs less, like that is something that's going to pay off for doing a whole bunch of outcast stuff through the game. And like you probably want one of those in a deck where you're playing Felerin because he's going to give you cheaper outcast cards and then your Wallopers are going to be cheaper. Like this, this just all seems really cool and not a thing that Demon Hunter's really done in a while. It's so outcast, I think I'm not surprised they moved away from it. Because it was a new class, they were trying some stuff. It feels kind of demon hunter, but it it what Outcast does in deck building is it makes you want to go really, really low curve. And we all have some altruist trauma of <laughs> dealing with his razor storm bullshit for a year <sighs> was a lot. It's as you can tell from my co-host altruist sound. That's the sound she made when she got altruist. It's it was it was I a lot. I hated that card. The, I the hated this class. Like I'm coming around, guys, and I, it's a meme at this point. I understand, but like, I mean, they, they are doing some really cool stuff. But man, the that first year of Demon Hunter just gave me some not so great feels. The, the after they had nerfed Skull once, uh, I guess they only nerfed once after they had nerfed Skull, but before they'd done a bunch of other nerfs. I had a zero card hand and an altruist in play. And my opponent was at 9 health with a 10 health taunt. And I killed them that turn after my single draw. Like, it's it was a lot. But they moved away from that. They couldn't really do cheap outcast cards as long as Skull of Gul'dan was around. Because that card was incredibly limiting in design space. We're back to it now, though I do think this is too far in the other direction. I don't know what I'm supposed to do with this stuff. And I don't know how I win even if I do it. Because there's not really an outcast matters or outcast payout. Like, in Corset... There's Corvus Bloodthorn. Do you know her card text? No. Okay. Didn't think so. <laughs> two mana, two, two. Charge, lifesteal. After you play an outcast card, put this back in your hand. Are we really doing, like, the 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 momentum demon hunter, just boop, pull it back, boop, pull it back of two damage at a time? I don't think so. Very expensive. Unlikely to happen. But there are some decent cards here, just I don't really know where they go. Vengeful Walloper. It says cost one less. It's a 5-5 five, five with rush. Probably worth at least leaning into a little bit here, but until we get more outcast cards, which we have two more left to see in the Demon Hunter set, I am unconvinced that this will be anything more than fun. And that's mm -hmm. okay. 
But it doesn't look like it is meant to be immediately competitive, at least not with the tools we have now, but it's something they could easily build towards. Just needs to be good, inexpensive cards that we play that let me win the game. But it's dangerous territory for them because they don't want to end up where they were with the first version of DH, which was very, I'm not going to say outcast-centric, but it was able to lean into it pretty well, and it did so in a very memorable way, and not all those memories were great. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, we also got a couple of priest cards, uh, and we only have two. This uh, Priest is one of the classes we have the least cards for, other than uh, we're going to talk about Rogue in a minute, but um, we only have two right now. We have a Crystal Smith Cultist, a one mana, one two, battle cry if you're holding a shadow spell, gain plus one, plus one. And then we got uh, Sister Sav... Oh my god. Sav... Salvna. <laughs> You've been minutes, playing six. God of War Ragnarok. You should know how to say uh, that. I'm sorry. <laughs> Svalna. Uh, battle cry. Permanently add a vision of darkness to your hand. So um, it's not updated in the Hearthstone on the main Hearthstone uh, site. So, Hat, do you know what a vision of darkness is? <laughs> they did actually update it. You click in, you'll see it. And they're related I did cards. click in. It just says, oh, they must have updated it in literally while I was doing the show because, uh, hang on a second. They just did it, yeah. You didn't see the yeah. vision. There's some irony there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so there we go. Vision of Darkness uh, is a three-mana shadow spell. Discover a shadow spell. This stays in your hand. So, infinite shadow visions? <laughs> it's... Kind of. So, okay. This is a funky card. But the way to think about it, the permanent phrase on Sister Svalna, she does not change how you as a player function. She does not give you any kind of magic enchantment that just holds onto this card. She gives you a Vision of Darkness. Vision of Darkness is a funky card that, that just, it stays in your hand. So, it's like Twin Spell, but it's Twinfinite. It goes forever. You never get to the second part. So it stays in the same spot in your hand. But if it's counterspelled, it doesn't give you... It doesn't come back. Because adding itself back to your hand is part of the spell effect. It can be discarded. It can be theotard. Anything bad that can happen to any spell can happen to this spell. And there's no special bonus thing that keeps it around. Okay, so it just, like... If it would be spent or cast, it returns to your hand. But it's there's no like anchor <laughs> there yeah. that protects it from other stuff. And people are going to be confused about this because the legendary italicizes permanently as the first card. And it is not yeah. permanent. It is perpetual. And that is a very, very important distinction that people will get it stolen and be like, what? You said it was permanent, Blizzard. Where's my vision of darkness? And it, it'll go away. So it's it's just a spell that puts itself back in your hand as part of the spell's text. Yeah, it's interesting that they added permanently and like highlighted it so much on the legendary card itself when really you're right, it should just say battle cry add a vision of darkness to your hand. And then I would even say like cuz again, this stays in your hand is also misleading because then like if it would get theotard, I would think this stays in my hand and if my opponent was dumb enough oh, no. air quotes to choose it 
then I would think I would just get one of their cards and this would stay in my hand because it says this stays in your hand. It, it's explicit <laughs> on the card. It does yes. say that. <laughs> I'm going to message them about this to, because I didn't think of that until right now. And that is an excellent observation. And like, I'm amused by it academically. But when it happens to someone, they're going to be like, is my game bugged? Yeah. Because it stays <laughs> because, in somebody's yeah, hand. Like, yeah, <laughs> I was going to say when I, I would change the text to say add a vision of darkness to your hand on the legendary and then on the actual vision itself, discover a shadow spell after this is cast, it returns to your hand is how I would word it. And that would make sense to me. And then I think I would understand that it could be destroyed or it could be theotard or it could be whatever. Um, So if that's the way it works, if it can be interacted with by other cards and spells and stuff, then I, yeah, I think that the wording on this is not the greatest. The art is, though. The art is amazing. I love the art on this legendary. <laughs> it's very Kyrian. Yeah, it's... I like a lot about it. And the idea of a Shadow Priest card that gives me some value, but I could, like, I could play this as a curve topper, or I could play this in the middle of the game, but I want to probably get a bunch of void shards and kill people with it it can give you a bunch of silences or whatever um this is not the shadow priest that we're used to seeing this is not the super duper aggro void touch tenant on one mm -hmm. kill you by five shadow priest but if you play this and you get a bunch of cards that do stuff all the time it does kind of solve or at least mitigate the late game issues even though it's inefficient in terms of mana it's very efficient in terms of value the, the longer the game goes the more stuff you have yeah. So, kind of like a priest Galakrond in a little bit, like it reminds me a little mm. bit of that. I don't know where it goes, but I know it's fascinating. Yeah, it's, it is definitely interesting, um, and not just because of the card text conversation. Uh, but like I said, we've only seen two of the ten priest cards, so there's still a lot yet to be revealed for priest. Unlike Shaman, where we have seen everything now. Um, so we've had four more cards since our last show that have come out for Shaman. So, uh, we saw the Shaman Legendary, which is a nine mana six, eight called Overlord Drakuru, <laughs> uh, which has uh, rush and wind fury. And after it attacks and kills a minion, it's resurrected on your side. So does it have to die or does it automatically die and come back? Uh, like if I kill a one one with this, does it come back again as a six eight? You're okay. Are you viewing this as Drakuru is what comes back because the thing you kill is what comes back? Ah, okay. I was thinking it comes back, and I was very confused. I was like, so does this mean I can just like ping this forever? I read it the same way the first time. That I thought Drakuru, like I just got the six eight that kept coming back, and I thought like, oh, it's a cool like. Uh, was it, uh, Batter, Batter, had, you know, the, the 312 that kept yes, yeah, smashing yeah, things? Yeah. yeah, but no, this gets to attack twice, and if it kills anything, you get the thing it kills. Okay, that makes more sense. Now I'm understanding. Some of the, some of these card texts are just wild, and, like, I'm having trouble wrapping my head around it. Um, so we also got a 8-mana, 3-8, Light Blood Berserker. It's an epic undead shaman minion with taunt, lifesteal, reborn, and death rattle. <laughs> and you deal three damage to a random en enemy as that death rattle. 
Uh, there's a lot of stuff on this card. <laughs> yeah, it's keyword extravaganza. Um, it's kind of like a <laughs> really, really big cartoon defender. Um, the And the three damage it deals should have lifesteal each time, so it's going to gain you 12, and it's going to stop 9+. plus. That's 21 effectively healing. 21's like a big number. That is a lot of healing. A lot of healing. Uh, we also got uh, from the other side, and that is a 10 mana rare shaman shadow spell. Summon a copy of each minion in your hand. They attack random enemies, then die. Or sorry, random enemy minions, then die. So not Very random enemy faces. Does not, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and they're copies, so it doesn't summon, you don't lose the cards from your hand, you give information to your opponent, um, but yeah, so I don't even, again, I don't know what to think of this card, <laughs> like, this is clearly, like, you want big bomb shaman things to happen, or maybe you want little things to happen that have death rattles, or that have reborn, so that they come out of your hand, die, but that doesn't matter, because they do a thing, like, I... Oh, hat, help me. What do I want to do with this card? <laughs> I don't have the answers for Big Shaman. I don't have answers for this. It's it, like, I don't know how big we're going or what build we're doing. Like, the Renathal deck already is pretty minion dense. And if you drop a Denny with this, you gain 10 and you kill some stuff. Like, if this is Twisting Nether, gain 10 life. That might be worth 10 mm. mana. If this is like a Wing Commander Ikman, we know that card is good, but the minions stick around, but it fills your board with stuff. You could throw a bunch of Death Rattles in and probably have a decent time with that. Or you could just play normal, like, you could just play the same control shaman deck that we have right now, and it just, it kills some stuff and does some stuff. You could throw Bone Lord Frost Whisperer in. The 6-6 six, six that when it dies, the first spells of your next few turns cost zero. This is a way to make sure it dies. Um, yeah. I, well. But I don't know. Wild. Crazy. Yeah. I don't know what we're going to do with it. We're <laughs> used to seeing this kind of stuff with a lot of mana cheating. We don't have any. We don't have any mana cheating on the spells or the big minions. This is your whole entire turn. You're just, you're paying all 10 of your mana to do a thing. Like, I don't know. Anywhere else, it, it's always like you get to duplicate the the effect if you pay a lot for it, or you make it cheaper over time. Like, I'm literally thinking of Drake Fire Amulet and Mage, and I'm like, I don't think I ever just pay 10 for that. <laughs> I don't think so. Um, but, yeah, Shaman doesn't have the tools to make this cheaper, though. And Shaman already is going really long in the Renathal deck. Like, you're doing Denathrius into Macaw stuff, right? You're already planning on getting turns 10, 11, 12, whatever. This fits in that strategy. I just don't know if you need it. But it's, I envision the turn, if I'm playing a minion deck, and we make it turn 10, my opponent plays this, I don't think I'm going to win that game, right? Like, I do not anticipate winning a game where I'm a minion deck and my opponent plays this. It's turn 10, so it takes a while, but like if I'm a Naga Priest or whatever, and I have a, just a board of crap that I keep generating over time, and then they play this, all <laughs> of my stuff is going to die, and they're going to get to do things, maybe gain some life, maybe make some, some death rattle pop-offs. It would not be fun to face as the person with stuff in play. So I don't know if that feeling extrapolates to this belongs in a deck, but I know that I at least think about what would it look like if I was the person making this happen, what would it be good against? Because I didn't think Wing Commander Ikman would be good enough either. 
but it's super mm. duper is. It's a crazy swing turn when it happens. Will this be along those lines? Maybe. We'll have to see. Uh, they also got one more card that kind of supports this big archetype, which is a uh, rare shaman spell <laughs> pre-science. I know it's not actually pre-science. <laughs> Just makes me giggle. Uh, draw two minions for each that costs five or more. Summon a two, three spirit with haunt. So you want minions in your deck that are bigger than five. And this lets you get them into your hand and get a, a little bit of a bonus on board in the two, three spirit with taunt. So that's um, stuff in your hand to feed into the other side that we just talked about. So yeah, I, the, the, the support is there, the, the, I guess, but I don't know. Uh, some support is I there. Know. I don't know if it's the support. Yeah, some, yeah. The, the- <laughs> Well, and again, uh, this specifically is a little bit difficult to judge just because if Denathrius, who is clearly support for this, if Denathrius gets nerfed in some way, shape or form that makes it so you don't want to play him in the so then this would lose some support, like then what else do you have in that big, huge bomb arena because with Denathrius, the way he is, this seems like a thing Shaman could go and do fine. Um, but without that support, is it as good? I don't know if it is. The Shaman set looks like a bunch of things that are fun to try. And I am not sure on which of them will land. My instinct is that like the Scourge Troll bloodlusty stuff is probably going to be at least worth experimenting with. The big shaman thing, I need to wait for a deck builder that's smarter than me to understand what part of the meta this is addressing because it seems like it's going to be pretty mm. meta dependent. If we have a lot of Vexiluses running around, this ain't it. This super is not it. <laughs> but if we end up yeah. in a bunch of matchups where like people are running mountain bears into things, if uh, the mountain bear player does not want to see it from the other side, they really, really don't. Uh, so it's going to depend how minion-centric do things stay, how long do games take, and also... If that is the case, that means that Renny and Denny are good. Does that get changed three days into the set? Mm -hmm. All very, very good questions. Now, we have one more card to cover. I left this to last on purpose. Rogue finally got a card. We have one card in Rogue, and it is Shadow of Demise. It is a legendary shadow spell for Rogue. Each time you cast a spell, transform this into a copy of it. That sounds like shenanigans to me. They didn't really get a card. (laughs) They just got like they just got a second <laughs> copy of whatever else they played. So, are there uh, other really cool spells you might want to copy in Rogue? Are there? I guess let me phrase this as: Are there cards that Rogue is going to copy that's going to make me rage at the shenanigans that Rogue is doing? <laughs> yes, the coin. Damn it, <laughs> the coin. It's fair. It's it's counterfeit coin with the coin. If you want it to be, it copies whatever you want it to be. So you can copy shadow steps. You can copy coins, you can copy serrated uh, uh, bone spikes, you can copy wicked stabs, copy gone fishing. Like it's there. You can copy the Ajara Colossal spell. Seems pretty good. Get two of those. That doesn't seem fair. <laughs> it's you prep the first one, play the second one, uh, and then that's two Colossals on turn six. Okay. Genetics. I'll do that. No, not okay. <laughs> that is not That's, okay. Well, you, the rogue, thinks it's okay. <laughs> I don't even like Thief Rogue that much. I want to play damage, not like just, uh, you know, Gray not Priest. Not stealing stuff. Um, but it's, uh, 
Shadow of Demise will see play. It is not a card you build your deck around. It's a card that you just throw in. It's like, oh, I like this because it it doubles up the things that I already thought were good enough to do. So you just do it again. It's okay. This yeah, was just do more. <laughs> to get this card before, by the way, to get a copy that you got each turn, you had to play a nine mana Death Knight. Valera, the nine mana Death Knight, gave you a copy of this each turn that didn't persist between turns. This does persist between turns. This is the Azara Ward. The uh the whatever Ring of Tides that shifts with she- with each thing. You just get to throw it in the deck now. Okay, I will. I will do that. So, final question about roguey things. Since we've only seen Shadow of Demise and we did see it revealed on its own, not as part of a package, do you think that we're going to see some super cool spell stuff come out for Rogue? Or do you think that Rogue has a couple of other directions that Shadow of Demise could potentially support, but that isn't really part of any specific package? Like, how do you think this reveal is going to play out? I have no idea. It's in the shadows. (laughs) It's like the thing about this card is it can be anything. So how do you support a card that can be anything? It's I think it's just a cool design that makes a ton of sense as a standalone reveal because there it 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 is anything and everything. (laughs) You can't really fit it into a package because it fits into everything because it is everything. It's, I do think it's interesting that it's a shadow spell because there's Umbral Geists is a neutral two mana, three, one death rattle at a random shadow spell to your hand, which is not class restricted. You'll see this in other classes. You'll get this other ways. Um, it's cool that you can discover it somehow as a shadow spell and that counts as a shadow spell, but you know, you can't play it as a shadow spell, but it's the tag matters in at least some fringe scenarios where you can get more of these, or you can search it up using anything that draws you a shadow spell. Um, I don't know how often it's going to come up, but I envision this goes in a lot of rogue decks, if not every rogue deck, not as a strategic shift, just it helps me with what I'm already doing, and we like that. Yeah, regardless of what the plan is, this gives you more of your plan, so thumbs up. It's good. Well, that's it for our card reveals for this week. Um, so we are not doing a show, uh, on Wednesday this week. This is this week's show, obviously on Monday. And then, so we will have a show next Wednesday on November 30th. I'm pretty sure we're going to have all the cards by then because it feels like we're coming to the end of it. Um, we'll have all the cards by Saturday. Okay. I was going to say, I don't know. I don't have the reveal schedule in front of me, but uh, yeah, so we'll be able to have like a little bit more of a well-rounded conversation next Wednesday about what all the classes look like, uh, Rogue and Priest in particular. I feel like we really don't know what's coming for them at all. So, um, yeah, stay tuned next and week Hunter. for that. Oh, yeah, and Hunter. Hunter, we've hardly seen anything from, too. We have too, one so. card that cares about arcane spells. So I'm assuming there's going to be some kind of arcane Hunter, but we have nine cards missing. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, we'll probably do a uh, focus on those classes next week. Um, but before we head out for this week, uh, let's take some emails. Hello. Hello. It's me. Hello. Um, just quickly, do you get my message? Yep. Oh. Hello, brother. <laughs> you 
can send your emails to tacpodcast at gmail.com. You can tag us over on Twitter or send us some messages in the Patreon Discord questions channel like Kilmernock and Alec... 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 No, I had this before we came into the show. Why is my brain short-circuiting today? <laughs> Alexicon. You did it. Hooray. Yay. <laughs> uh, both had the same question. Given the cadence of new classes introduced... How long until we see Monk added? So <laughs> this is the, the smirk on Hat's face. I wish you guys could see. This is the one, one time today that I wish that we've been recording this live over on Twitch because, uh, yeah, he's smirking real hard. It's funny. We get something new and fancy and crazy and awesome in Death Nights. And immediately the first question is, but where's my thing? <laughs> uh, to be fair. I really liked Pandaria. I like pandas. I didn't play that expansion, but it's my favorite to time walk back to. I loved the the vibes around it. It's just it was it was fun. Back when WoW was fun. And so like <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> yeah. So I do think that of course while we're getting pretty close to class parity with WoW, exclu- evoker excluded cuz that doesn't come out for another week. Um though you can build your evokers now, I guess. Uh I you know, this is I'd be very surprised if Monk was not the next class added to Hearthstone. Yeah, and I remember when we were talking about the Death Knight reveal, or I guess the Death Knight rumors at that time when we were looking at that big, huge thread of info. Um, yes. One of the responses from Ixar, now again, Ixar has since left the team and it's possible that the direction has changed. Um, they were also talking about pot- potential interest in a Hearthstone-only class and what that might potentially look like and what that could be. So like, even though now we have death Knights, and like hat said, we're coming close to parody with wow. We do have evokers that are coming out with Dragonflight, which is the new wow expansion. Uh, monks obviously are, are a new class or are an older class now in Warcraft that have not actually been created in Hearthstone. And we have the potential of a Hearthstone only class, like something totally unique. And I believe at the time he said that it was kind of like Death Knights, Hearthstone only class, then Monks. Like Monks was at the bottom of the interest, like whatever, you know, internal stats and data and information they had, like people were really, really interested in Death Knights. Like that was what a lot of the conversation was about. And then, you know, throwing the idea around of a unique class was like next in line. (laughs) And then, you know, Monks were after that. So not to say that they are working on a Hearthstone specific uh, unique class or anything like that, but um, there's still some more options. Monk isn't the only thing we have left. So I think like possibly um, we could like the conversation should maybe be more around when will the next class be coming out? Do we think there's another class coming and less so about if we think it's Monk specifically, because uh, I think that that is still a giant question mark for me is if we're going to see Monk next. Why won't they give us pandas? (laughs) Why won't they let us have pandas? I don't know. (laughs) It seems like maybe not a lot of people want pandas. (laughs) But pandas... Well, I know one thing people who have been playing WoW have been calling for for a long time is some sort of like bard class. And I wonder if 
that would be the kind of thing that Hearthstone could maybe take that idea and run with it and make a Hearthstone exclusive class and kind of fulfill the wishes of WoW players who want a Bard class. Um, like that could maybe potentially be kind of interesting. But again, like when we're talking about creating classes that don't already exist in Warcraft, they're going to have to look at implementations of heart of hearthstone classes and say like where is our design space like what can we do with these and is bard different enough from something like a paladin with like because you know bards in other games tend to be like buffy support kind of characters so is there a way to make that feel unique in hearthstone like because that's one of the reasons we don't have them in warcraft because they're really not all that unique and they wouldn't be all that different so you know, like Monk felt a little bit different. Evoker now feels a little bit different. Can they implement Bard in either Warcraft or Hearthstone in a way that's actually meaningful and different and feels unique? And I, I, I don't know. That's just that would be my first guess as to what class are we currently like missing? I think is Bard is a is kind of a classic. You need something that at least hits the classic fantasy tropes. I agree. And we have a lot of those covered already. And you need yeah. something that fits Hearthstone's vibe. Um, you know, I don't... I would be curious... Could you get away with an innkeeper class? With Hearth and Bob? Like, could you do that? If you could, might be free to do. I remember when it was one of the BlizzCons and Heroes of the Storm was doing like uh, their presentation and they were talking about all the potential hero ideas they had and they flashed the innkeeper up on that screen and I got so damn excited and I was like, oh my God, what if they do the Hearthstone innkeeper as a playable character in Heroes of the Storm? How wild would that be? And I clung to that for years. And now obviously Heroes of the Storm is <gasps> Yeah, they definitely did not but do that. <laughs> they definitely did not do that. But uh, yeah, innkeeper is the other one that is, like you say, really fits Hearthstone's vibe and and could potentially be some sort of bartender innkeeper something um, I mean, again, like when I think of of a bartender, I feel like that maybe could just be Hearthstone's name for a bard because I get the same sort of feels of like buffing, like giving your minions drinks <laughs> as like your hero power or whatever. And, you know, having that be a buff or something and, and support like buff and support is the same sort of vibes I get for bard as I do for innkeeper. And mechanically, like, I'm not a game designer, you're not a game designer. I have no yeah, idea yes. <laughs> what it would actually look like. It just, that seems to be the only, if you're talking about what does Hearthstone have to play into, what nostalgia does it have to play into, I'm trying to think if there are any characters that we haven't had associated with the class yet, because the League of Explorers and League of Evil, they're all tied into classes now. I don't think mm -hmm. you could easily break them off, though. Like, Arthas was a paladin skin, and then they turned him into DK. Like, could you have a archaeologist with Reno or Rafam class? Could you do that sort of thing? Because th those are very distinct Hearthstone-specific characters. Um, mm -hmm. Could you, like, a and Lich is 
pretty close to Warlock, very close to Warlock, probably couldn't get that distinct enough. And you already have a Lich King, so you don't want to like try and explore yeah, between you don't get that, Warlock yeah, and DK. Yeah, kind of confusion. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think. I don't know. It's. I also wonder if this has changed with the Voker and Monk and a different game director. Like, it seems to just make so much more sense to go for class parity. And it seems like a lot yeah. less design work of coming up with something from whole cloth unless they have a cool idea locked and loaded already. Maybe they do. It's which they chef might, would be you know, cool. Who knows? I'd take chef. Yeah. <laughs> that would be really neat. Um, so with uh, like our guesses of what might be next or what might be uh, in consideration alongside Monk, um, when do we actually think that we might see a new class post DK? I mean, I think it's going to depend a lot on the launch. I think that the last set of the year feels a lot better than the first set of the year with uh demon hunter although obviously you guys know my feelings on day one demon hunter was not my favorite so basically i'm thinking anything is going to be better than day one demon hunter but i do think that that timing makes a lot more sense and i don't think that we see a new class within the next year because i think they probably want like much like Demon Hunter, they want to give DK some space to, you know, kind of grow as a class and find its place in Hearthstone before they introduce something totally new. So I would say probably two years is a good bet. Like third set 2024. It, if third set works the way that we think it is. And I agree. Yeah, I, think it works, it is yeah. the, I think it is the right fit. I think it is the right yeah. time. It solves the third set blues as much as it can. Um, and you don't have to compete with unfinished classes in a four-set meta for power level while trying to make class feel complete. If this experiment works, then third set would make a lot of sense. Every two years seems a little ambitious for a new class, um, and if you do it in two years, the Death Knight launch cards are still in standard when your next class comes out. I worry that looks a little bit desperate. I'm leaning maybe the year after. Maybe three years, December 25, mm. which would be, yeah, it's, it's a while. Now you could do 24 if you're targeting the, the 10 year anniversary sort of thing, right? You could do that. Uh, cause Hearthstone's launch, like actual launch was March of 2014. Could do that end of 24. And I don't know how, if, if it will seem desperate or if they will be desperate, um, who knows what it's going to be like in a couple of years. I would prefer a little bit longer because we want two and a half years. Seems about right, but like that's just because you go from the first set of the year to the end of it. If we stay at the end of the year, I think three years is about right for me, but two to three years is, is where I would expect in that ballpark. Yeah, definitely not next year. <laughs> no, 0% chance. <laughs> yeah. Hat, <laughs> uh, who's the next email from? The next email is from uh, Dryan. And Dryan says, what's the next quality of life improvement in the client you'd like to see? You get to go first. No, I was going to say you get to go first because the reason that I pulled this question out is because you reacted with eyeballs emoji. So I'm assuming you have something locked and loaded ready to go. <laughs> I was not the first person to react to that message. I clicked on someone <laughs> else's reaction because I see a button and I click it. Um, so the the first the first time we got asked this which was like i think a couple months ago the thing that i want that i still want is turn my collection into a shop let me buy old portraits old card backs whatever with runestones directly into collection do not make me go through it um 
But I already said that, so now I want something else. Uh, I'm trying to think of where I really feel any pressure on the client right now. I'd like a scrollable history bar in-game. Mmm. I I can get behind that, I think, because um, I although I do like basically what works out to be like recent history, I find that especially in like APM heavy turns where somebody does 18 different things, I'm like, wait, I want to know what those 18 different things are. <laughs> so even if it like stayed a recent ish history and gave you like the last two turns, two turns like yeah. your last turn and your opponent's turn, but wasn't, you know, only the last six things done, then I think that that would be a lot more information and a lot like a good quality of life change. I can get behind that for sure. All right. Now it's, I turn. think, okay. So for me, and I mean, this is less so a Hearthstone client specific and more so just in games that have things to collect. I would really like some sort of like, here's everything you're missing and how you get it. <laughs> and I know mm. that that's a huge ask, but I found that with um, like Warcraft specifically, there's stuff like right now we're in pre-patch time. So there's like stuff that's going away, stuff you might not be able to get anymore. Maybe like the, almost like a checklist. And I feel like Hearthstone is getting to that point, too, now where it's just like, oh, my God, there's so many things. We have achievements now we didn't used to have. There are all kinds of hero portraits. Like I would very much like a go get me here, you know, like almost like what they did with the quest where it's like, hey, you need to do. Yeah. Yeah. So if it's like, hey, you need to go complete. Like if I am looking at my if I'm making like a warlock deck and I'm looking at my heroes because I want to choose a new hero for my deck and I see a really cool hero portrait that I don't have yet. If there was a little button that said, hey, go here to get me and it's you know playing through book of heroes or something then i can go oh cool okay i go play book of heroes i come back and i'm like and that might also be the thread that i need to get me into other parts of the client because like i go either click hearthstone or i click battlegrounds one of the two and i don't spend a whole lot of time elsewhere and then so when i'm in my client doing the things i normally do which is not really interacting with a lot of other places in the client, give me easy ways to point me there. Like if I'm if I'm wandering around and looking at stuff, if it's like hardbacks or whatever, be like, hey, go here to get me. I would I would really like that because I find I struggle. Um, sea of Thieves also is very similar where like there's so much stuff going on now in those games that I get really lost really quickly, especially if I've been away for a while. Obviously, I haven't been away for a while from Hearthstone, but I think there's probably a lot of players who are overwhelmed a little bit with all the stuff that's missing when they when they come back after a while. So I think that would be very helpful. I like that idea a lot. And the so the quest deep linking, I always thought, well, I know how to do this. Obviously, some people don't necessarily know where they're supposed to go, but it seems like generally pretty straightforward as to where you get ranked wins or whatever. But collectible deep linking just bring me to the place and again starts to get pretty close to turn my collection into a shop of if it's mm. by buying it then make it easier for me to buy things and i'll probably buy more yeah and honestly i would really like to know 
what a qualified esport event is because I have been to many an esports event. I have been to DreamHacks. I've been to BlizzCons. I've been to all kinds of stuff. And I don't have that freaking esports card back. And it makes me mad every time. <laughs> yeah. It's, and, but what would you do for things you can't actually earn? I don't know um, that. Yeah, that's a, that's that's a good question. But just like put so put a tag on them that says like no longer available or not earnable in game or, you know, something put an arrow <laughs> on it. And when you click it. <laughs> that's definitely a quality of life improvement. <laughs> it's maybe not for the person clicking it, but for all the people around them. That would be, that'd be amusing. Hilarious. Uh, our last message today comes from Mr. Stubbles, who says, would you be opposed to skins or card backs that have nothing to do with Hearthstone? For instance, World Cup specific or even esports type stuff. Um, so we have, like we just said, there are some esports specific card backs. There are, there's a Warcraft card back. There was a BFA one. Um, we've had, uh, there was a Samsung, I think, card back and an iPhone card back. Do you remember those? That was a long time ago now. There were a few different mobile platforms where you would get platform specific card backs. There was Samsung. I think there was stock Android and there was an Apple one. Uh, and then I think there was, uh, what else was there? I feel like there was, one. oh, there was a Starcraft one. And Heroes of the Storm one. So they've done like tie-ins with other Blizzard things. Um, but in terms of like tie-ins with larger like IRL things like the World Cup, like I don't know. I mean, I, I think I'd be totally fine with it because I'm always fine with any kind of like bonus, <laughs> like cool design. Like as long as right. it looked cool. Yeah, it's stuff. It's stuff to get. It's stuff to collect. Um, I guess it depends what the the hoops to jump through would be. Um, and obviously, this is like uh, more of a question, I guess, about Hearthstone partnerships in in general is like, what do you want to see Hearthstone partner with? And I think like I'm I'm probably OK with them partnering with anything. And I think that that door is going to open up even more because it, assuming, you know, that the actual um, Activision Blizzard Microsoft acquisition piece goes through. I mean, that's going to open all kinds of doors, right? Because Microsoft has partnerships at the wazoo. So I think that, you know, as soon as you're one big umbrella there, then you could potentially see a lot more stuff come to Hearthstone, uh, which I think is a really interesting potential design space. Um, and yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong with, you know, doing cool designs that commemorate certain different things i mean it just depends what what you have to do to get it i guess yeah well and and real world tie-ins in 2022 sorry there's some some landmines some obstacles to avoid there yeah because uh, there's some things you do not want to be tied to uh but if you get like general enough you know it's a soccer jersey bob would be fun <laughs> That'd be fun, right? Like, yeah, there are ways to do it where it's, you know, real world adjacent, where it's not like it's not a team affiliation or whatever, uh, yeah. but it's just referential in a way. Um, say like for the Oscars, 
you had a uh, like a you know fancy well, dress. You could like, have like red. Car- I was gonna say you could have like red carpet AFK. Right. <laughs> it's, you could have like you could have like elegant Elise, and you could have like movie star Reno when he's a total diva or whatever. Like there there are fun <laughs> ways to do this. That'd yeah. be entertaining, right? Well, and we we already kind of have that because we have all a lot of Hearthstone or Warcraft characters doing things that reference a larger world than just World of Warcraft. Like there's lots of IRL references that kind of cross into Hearthstone. And I mean, like, because I was going to when you were like, yeah, you could have like soccer jersey Bob. I was like, oh, my God, I'd love like hockey playing Lich King or something. Yeah. And it's like, well, like we have stuff like that already. (laughs) We do have some. Like we have some activity themed yeah, they're just not tied specifically to, I guess, uh, real life events necessarily. Like, so when like the Stanley Cup playoffs is happening in the late spring, then, you know, putting out a bunch of hockey themed stuff would be a tie in as opposed to, you know, it just seems like, well, like all the the food related chef stuff that we just got, like that's not really tied to any real life stuff other than people need to eat. <laughs> In general, you know, there's no larger event that that's referencing, as far as I know. Unless I totally miss some giant food thing. Oh, Thanksgiving. <laughs> that's a giant food holiday. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. I don't know. It, yeah, the idea of, like, uh, relevance is all about, like, uh, timing, right? And so it's just a question of how intentional did they get with their timing, and would they have to pay anyone if they got a little too intentional? Um, too intentional, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it's the various sports tie-ins to just the, the characters playing different sports. You don't even need to pay anybody for that. I think it just it would be free money for them. I'm surprised they haven't yeah. done it as much yet. Um, and you could do other real-world events. The question is, do you get more specific than that? Um, do you put a Master Chief skin somewhere when Microsoft owns you? And that's where it starts getting into, I'm not sure how I feel about other games in my game the same way especially when they're non-blizzard games like it's i like other games i think it's cool but it starts to feel little slimy i wouldn't mind card backs i think um i don't necessarily want minions or hero portraits because then i feel like it's getting too far into hearthstone it's too disruptive and I don't necessarily like it as much. Like I want Hearthstone to be Hearthstone, but like if I could have Hearthstone be Hearthstone and then the only thing that's coming to mind is Horizon and that's a PlayStation property. So, (laughs) but if I could have like a, you know, some Microsoft game, oh my God, I already said one, Sea of Thieves. If I could have a Sea of Thieves card back in uh, like playing in Hearthstone, that would be fine, but I would never want to have like a Pendragon hero portrait. Like that would uh, take me out of the game too much. Yeah. It's, I think that there's, so when you say, when this question says tie in, right? When this question says, mm. uh, well, it doesn't even say that. Nothing to do with Hearthstone is a big topic and real world fine specific property specific corporation specific whatever that's probably the line for me like Mm. soccer player sure fifa related not sure i want to be there right now specific sports team probably not um you know i wouldn't like i wouldn't want a tie-in with imagine if they had a a twitter hero 
that would be kind of sketchy right now. There's a lot going on there. <laughs> Even though Hearthstone Twitter has been like a big, big part of Hearthstone for literally years, you could have like a social media Nemzy, right? Like a, or whatever. Uh, but you probably wouldn't want a Twitter Nemzy right now because it just starts to get a little touch and go when the real world happens around us. So there's a line here, but I wouldn't mind real world adjacent timed skin releases. I would not mind yeah. that, and they should probably do that. It should be a wink, wink, nudge, nudge, instead of a slapping you over the face with it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Give us the old wink, wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> well, on that note, we're done. That's it. We did it. Way to go. We had, a, we yeah. had an episode that had cards that didn't hit two hours. Look at us. <laughs> we did also it's, think it was going to be short today, and it definitely was not short. We had to cut emails, but still... Shorter than than the amount of bullet points in the show notes would have me believe. Yes, very true. Uh, so yeah, that is going to do it for us. Uh, TAC is supported by our epic patrons over at patreon.com slash TAC. It gets you access to our awesome Discord as well as some other perks. So do go check it out. We wanted to say a big thank you to our Patreon producers, Dustin C and Jarrett F. Thank you so much supporting the show you can go and follow the show on twitter at tac podcast and also catch us live most weeks wednesday nights at 8 p.m eastern on twitch.tv slash joss plays hat where can folks find you on the internets twitter.com slash ridiculous hat remains the hub of my hearthstone content general content whatever my the hub of my posting um i also do two other hearthstone podcasts coin concede we make the competitive side of the game more accessible to you and vicious syndicate we take a data-driven look at the high-level Legend metagame. Joss, what about you? You can find me on Twitter and Twitch. I am at Joss Plays. That's J-O-C-E Plays. Also, do go check out The Gamers In. That is my general gaming podcast right now where you're raising money for the Children's Miracle Network of hospitals. You can go to bit.ly slash TGI Extra Life 2022. A couple of you, I think, already have because I did get some offline donations this week. So thank you so much if you have been supporting the Extra Life campaign. It is a great cause. Again, it does help the Children's Miracle Network of Hospitals and your donation goes 100% to the hospital. There is no overhead from the Extra Life team. So your donation will go directly to the Children's Miracle Network 100% and is also a tax write-off. So uh, yeah, there are lots of good reasons to head on over to bit.ly slash TGI Extra Life 2022. As soon as I have more stream info for you guys, I will let you know we're going to be doing some more streams through uh, November and December. So uh, do stay tuned probably over to my Twitter and I'll keep you guys informed. That's going to do it for us this week. Thank you guys so much for listening. Until next time, job's done. Job's done. Job's done.